chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be in verses 25 through 32. So we just continue our study through the book of Ephesians and looking at schemes, schemes of Satan. You know, I know that our, our nation is kind of in an uproar and there are a lot of things that are flying around, Facebook and a number of different things. And I, I guess I just have to ask a question. If you were to have a whiteboard in front of you, and I was to ask you to list for me some major sins, what would your list consist of? Because I think in those answers reveals the problem of our current culture, is that we've fallen prey to a scheme of Satan that he's very good at that makes us think somehow that sin is different. That some sins are worse than others. Now I understand that there's consequences and different consequences for different things that we do. If you murder somebody in our current society, even in this society, you're going to face some sort of persecution, uh, a trial... Uh, hopefully imprisonment. But what Satan has done is he's been very smart in getting into the minds of people who call themselves believers and to think that I am better than somebody else because I don't commit that sin. I hope to reveal to you through this book of Ephesians as you'll look is that one of Satan's schemes is to make you think that your sin is not as bad as somebody else's. So I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 25 through 32 tonight. And we're going to kind of look at... Uh, guys, there are several things that are here. And I'm going to try to, uh, to, to run through them and explain them as best as possible. This is in connection. This is actually in connection to the previous passage of Scripture, which we looked at a few Sunday mornings ago. And as we looked at that, we looked at this huge lie, the big lie that Satan puts forth that you can be a Christian and still live just like the world. That you can be a Christian and act like the world and think like the world and have their same mentality. And that is a, a huge lie that Satan has put into the lives of people who darken the doors of churches every single Sunday. Some of them are very faithful. Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesdays. They have been deceived into thinking that as long as I do this religious thing or as long as I've prayed this or done this... I can live just like the rest of the world, have the same convictions as the rest of the world, and I'm still okay. We saw an ultimate scheme of Satan when God was saying that, listen, as a believer, the Spirit of God comes to live inside you, and when He becomes alive, He changes the way that we think. He changes our convictions, or actually brings convictions. If you'll remember, the last time we looked is that they didn't have any feeling about their sin before Christ. Because Christ comes in, and He's the one that brings conviction. Everybody has a conscience, but the conviction in a conscience is different. And so this is actually connected to that. Our reading starts out with the word therefore. 
So it connects to that idea, the idea that there are people that have been ultimately deceived into thinking that you can act just like the rest of the world and still be okay. You can have those convictions and still be okay. And so he gives some specifics. He takes time to not just generically cover it, he actually takes time to specifically cover it. And he doesn't want to list these sins as being worse than others. He actually starts with what we consider small Ephesians 4, verse 25, it says this, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need." Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Let's pray together. God... God, we need you in this place. But I'm afraid that even tonight in gatherings all over our country that there will be people who come and meet and sing and speak and receive words where your spirit is not. And God, all of this tonight will be in vain if you're not in this place. And if your spirit is not present in this place teaching and guiding and giving us wisdom, God, I pray that you just... Give these, these, this poor man's mouth wisdom and words to say the things that you desire for us to hear. God, that when we leave this place, that it won't be that that was a great service. It won't be that, well, I enjoyed those songs. It won't be that I had a good time. But God, that we could truly leave this place knowing that we have experienced you. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I want to talk about these, these issues as they arise one at a time. Satan starts his attack small. He starts his attack small. And when, when, when the Apostle Paul began to try to describe some sins, isn't it interesting to you that he didn't jump to murder or adultery or he didn't jump to what's like the big thing in our day, homosexuality or something like that. He didn't jump to what... People would consider major sins. He didn't jump to, to issues that were major moral issues even in that day. I don't know if you know that, but even in Ephesus, there was major moral issues just like we're experiencing today. No, he was led by the Holy Spirit of God and he first started talking about lying. So I want to show you some things here is the way that Satan works. Number one, if you're taking notes, Satan comes in and when he creeps in, he tries to attack Small things so that he can destroy what we think are the large things. He tries to make us think that these things are small and these things are big. So number one, what he does is he tries to get us... One of his schemes is that honesty is no big deal. That honesty is not a big deal. Have you ever wondered, where did the term little white lie come from? Where did that come from? I mean, did God coin that? Did we pull that out of the pages of Scripture and talk about a little white lie? No. Somehow, in the deception of Satan, people have begun to think 
that lying is not as bad as something else. That's exactly where it comes from. Little white lie comes from the idea that a lie, this, this little white lie, this innocent little thing, is not as bad as something else. And that's exactly how Satan functions. He starts to come in and cause small questions in a person's mind. And so he tries to convince us that honesty is not a big deal. If you're a believer, honesty is a huge deal. The fact that you're honest in all of your dealings, not that you're honest in church, but that you're honest when you conduct business, you're honest in how you do business, that you're an honest person. And let me tell you something, if you are a dishonest person, what's happening in your life is you're bringing reproach to the name of Christ. It says when you get saved, you will put this away. You won't make excuses for it. You won't say it's just how you do things. He says no, that they would put off put away, get out of their life, they would put away lying. That honesty would be a big deal. I'm, I'm reminded of a story I read when I was in high school. I read The Hiding Place. It's a, it's a book by Corey Ten Boom, or maybe it was about Corey Ten Boom, but uh, it was, uh, she, was, um, she would hide Jews uh, during, during the times of the Holocaust and all those things, but she did not believe in lying, Period. She believed this statement that it's never right to do wrong to do right. That's what she would used to say. So there was a case in the book. It's actually reading the book. True story. She, they kept, some Jews had actually come in. They didn't have 